आई वी एम वेलकम टू एब्सोल्युटली राइट आई एम योर होस्ट अदिति सुराना आर गेस्ट टुडे इज मालिनी अग्रवाल हु इज द पायनियर ऑफ इंडियन लाइफस्टाइल ब्लॉगिंग एंड द फाउंडर एंड क्रिएटिव डायरेक्टर ऑफ missmalini.com a venture that was launched in 2008 out of passion and love and excitement and has managed to grow to a point where they reach 30 million people per month malini had some noteworthy achievements in her life to mention a few in first few years of her blogging international media like huffington post forbes bbc world cnn took note of her work and named malini as india's most famous digital influencer malini published her first best seller book in 2018 called to the moon how i blogged my way to bollywood and my favorite part of her story is how she used her influence and reach to create a massive social impact with a digital platform called malini's girl tribe that empowers more than 45000 women a social campaign against sexism and discrimination called it ends with me and now she has become a powerful voice against cyberbullying with her new campaign ignore no more on this episode we talk about how to claim your space digitally as well as in life by answering questions like what kind of challenges does malini have to face how she manages to remain her authentic self after all the recognition that she has received what malini's handwriting has to say about her fear of missing out and what is her advice for any new digital content creator you know being a first mover or a pioneer of any kind comes across as this glorious title but we tend to forget that it also means walking into uncharted territories without any guidance without any support without any guarantee that you will survive through this making mistakes on your own that you are not ready to handle falling getting up and showing up almost every day and then at the end of all of this sharing your learnings with those who follow you who look up to you you really have to love what you do to survive that roller coaster ride malini will join us on the other side of this short break stay tuned Hey everybody, welcome to another great week on the IVM Podcast Network. If you're not following us on social media, please do. We're IVM Podcast on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, as I'm sure you know by now. I would like to thank our sponsors this week, Paytm Money and Intel. They've been extraordinary sponsors and we couldn't appreciate them more. It's been a really, really cool week on the network. We've had Ashwin Sanghi on Cyrus Says. We have Masaba Gupta on Advertising is Dead. You should definitely check out Vivek Lath, who showed up on Storytellers and Storytellers. A close friend and partner of ours, Karthik Padicha, was on the Prakriti Podcast talking about the future of podcasting, which I think is only really interesting. And I would like to ask people to check out All Things Policy and what they've been doing. They've been having some really interesting discussions about India's challenging relationship with China as we go forward. And I think that would be a great thing for you guys to check out. So with that, let's get you back. to your show. Hi Malini, I'm so excited to have you on the show. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited about this Aditi. So, uh Malini, we all know you. I've been following your work and this is really incredible the journey that you have gone through. But I'm really curious about the the very first thing where why did you think of really jumping off and leaving the so-called comfortable career and doing something that otherwise people are really scared of? What was that entrepreneurial kida 
So I think, you know, honestly, if I look back, I never really thought of becoming an entrepreneur. It wasn't really planned. I think I did a lot of different things in the entertainment world that led me here. So to give you a little history, I started off as a professional dancer. I was a backup dancer for Sukhbir for six years. Then I moved to Bombay and I worked in MTV India online. I got a job in the radio station. So I was the radio jockey for nine years. I became their programming head. I used to write a gossip column in midday. Then I worked for Channel V. So all of these things were just regular jobs, but I was jumping from job to job because I found things interesting. Now jumping is still after three, four years. I didn't jump that quickly. Um, And I just always enjoyed media a great deal. And, you know, luckily I didn't have any family pressure to do a specific job or not do a specific job. And I kind of followed my heart with the things that I like. And I'm a creative person and I like to ideate and I'm very outgoing. So I learned all these things, you know, whether it's hosting shows and and I think I just ended up being in the right place at the right time because I started the blog really as a hobby, never with the thought of becoming an entrepreneur. But it was the time when social media was exploding, especially in India. You were seeing a lot of blogs becoming quite successful internationally, whether you looked at a Perez Hilton or a Pop Sugar and all of these. So you could see that these things, these digital companies, creative companies were doing well. And so I was like, hey, I could do that. And so when I started off again, it was a hobby, but I enjoyed it Mm -hmm. so much after doing it alongside my day job for many years, I jumped in and quit and decided to take it on full time. But it wasn't like a snap decision at all. Uh, I did this blog as a hobby for two years alongside my job at Channel V while I was still doing my radio show, which is why I always tell people, don't try to rush into something, especially Mm -hmm. as an influencer or content creator, don't rush into it trying to make money or make it a business because the whole premise of content creators or influencers is authenticity. And as soon as you begin something, trying to make money off it is it's difficult to maintain authenticity. So it's very important that you begin um, without an agenda per se, uh, Mm -hmm. and then build that into a brand and a business because people are connecting with you. And then by that token, taking your opinion on what to buy, for instance. So you're also um, talking a lot about authenticity. And, you know, as I have seen your work change, like in last five years specifically, in my opinion, or as a as as a viewer or follower, I've seen that you have really promoted being authentic a lot more. Like initially it was about beauty and looking a certain way and you wanted to, you know, go with the flow. But I've seen that that, that journey of a girl turning into a woman and saying, no, I'm going to stand for... Uh, so many ideas that otherwise people don't dare to speak about. So like, I, I'm sure that has happened personally, but do you know any moments? Do you remember something that was specific to you? So I think for us, because I'm not a beauty expert or a fashion expert by any stretch of the imagination, I just really enjoyed it. So I was always very careful never to say this is good or this is bad. I always framed everything as my opinion or something that I enjoyed. And I made a rule very early on in my career that I will never write anything I can't say to your face. So that actually is a great um, filter to apply, whether you're writing as a professional or even as someone who's commenting on somebody else's post. Because, you know, this whole black mirror effect where you can say anything from behind a screen uh, has had a lot of impact on us mentally and emotionally. So we were never really about this ideal concept of beauty. It was much more about relatability. And I think that's why we became your digital BFF, because I would talk about the fact that I have really bad acne all the time and the things that make me feel bad about it. How, yes, I look at some uh, 
makeup tutorials and I like how to do them. And then we had a team that was building on those as well. But we've always been really careful not to prey on people's insecurities and negative emotions. So from the get go, for instance, we never did anything with fairness creams, which now so many years thank later, you. the brands are also realizing. Thank you so much. Thank yeah. you. Thank you so much for not associating with things. And I feel like it's also like this movement, right? Like so many actresses, actors are putting this together. We're refusing to promote certain kind of brands. And thank you so much for not, not uh, you know, when I work with people, I really struggle to deal with their self-doubt and their image of wanting to be something else. Right. And uh, influencers who talk about it and wrong, establishing wrong ideas of beauty. It's so tough then to really figure out how they would go around it. So thank you for not associating yourself with that. <laughs> so uh, how was it to work with your husband? I'm sure this question you would have got a lot, but I was also like, you know, while, while looking at your writing and uh, doing some research for our conversation, I was observing your interviews and conversation with him. And both of you are so different, like distinctly <laughs> different people. And being a, a behavioral uh, I say expert and a student, you know, how you keep picking sure. up the nuances. So. Uh, you know, when two people, distinctly different people come together, they tend to merge and become this one personality or they lose their independent identities and try to right. adjust. Both of you haven't done that. So how is that happening? I mean, I think what's interesting is that we've, you know, we both really enjoy working on this. Of course, there are difficult days and it's complicated sometimes and every relationship or every work relationship and personal relationship you do butt heads sometimes. But I find what's really nice is that because Nashad and I work on different aspects of the business, I'm more creative, he's more on the business end, and he's also very passionate about what we're doing with the Girl Tribe and the app we're you know, creating. So when you're both really excited about something, it makes it fun to work on together. When we first, you know, when he first moved to India, he was working in finance um, right. and at Namura, and I was doing, you know, Channel V and my radio show, and then I started the blog. And he was always, you know, so in the day he would work in, you know, his day job again. And then at night we would all burn the midnight oil working on the blog. So he's kind of seen it grow from stage one. So we've all right. sort of learned about it together. And the great perks of our jobs, we got to travel a lot together. We got to try different things. No two days are alike. So I think that's been kind of the nice balancing factor. And, you know, I know a lot of couples really struggle from spending too much time together. I think we've just gotten used to it because we live together. We work together for the last 10 years. Exactly. That was my is, question. Yeah. Which is why the quarantine is really not affecting us negatively <laughs> so much because we're quite used to seeing Already, each other. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I think uh, you're absolutely right. We have very different personalities. I feel that they do complement each other. Of course, there are times where we, you know, don't agree on something. And that obviously happens as well. But then, you know, you have your normal, you fight it out and you make up and it's just the way it is. I think we've tried to make that very clear distinction of relationship versus work relationship. I think that's really great. Very few couples have managed to figure that balance because I know it's really genuinely difficult journey to go through. <laughs> so Malini, over to you. What questions do you have for me that I can answer by looking at your writing? Oh, wow. Okay. Um, so uh, very random questions, but you tell me if they're the kind of questions you're looking for. I guess for me, I just want to understand, I don't know if this is the kind of thing that gives you predictions or is it just something personality based? Um, Completely personality based. Personality -based so everything yeah. that I would speak about is a behavioral yeah. pattern yeah. and things. We, uh, so we actually function from patterns, right? Everything that we do uh, becomes a regular thing that yeah. we get into a habit and handwriting just captures that. 
So this handwriting is a snapshot of your current state of being and also your deep rooted personality traits. So nothing about prediction. So, so I would love to know. Questions. I'd love to know what your first glance. What are the things that popped out to you from my handwriting? So first thing that came to my mind, like you know how you always spoke about fear of missing out, and my first thing was like, okay, let me go, go and check this in Malini's handwriting. Does she really have this fear of missing out? And I must say this: you are a curious, curious person, and uh, you cannot stop yourself from exploring things that you are interested in. But it's not fear. it's not fear of missing out you inners is a it's a term that we can use but you are not uh, really concerned if you miss on things that are happening out there and i'm saying that also in your personal life like if you make mistakes if you really really um, do things goof up or you know you really do things the way you never thought you should you take out time and process it very differently and people look at you and they think she is outgoing and she is expressive and she is all of that but they do not know the other side of you where you can really uh, put your thoughts together really become calm and composed and not speak with anybody for hours so i thought i thought that was really really i'm so curious to know how how that how do you see that in somebody's handwriting so uh, handwriting has a, a, like the overall study is based on multiple strokes coming together so right. it's like there are 800 traits and the combination and permutation actually creates a personality So when I look at your social skills, I check out. Okay, what exactly do you do in your social skills? Are you a person who would go out there? Are you operated operating from the fear, genuine fear of missing out, a fear of being rejected, or feeling self-conscious? And none of that is applicable to you. And yeah. that's why in areas where you had to take a stand and disagree with people who are uh, so-called the the significant people of the community, you did. you probably didn't confront them but you did disagree you yeah. took a stand and you really moved away from it paying the cost no one talks about it because i'm sure you do not talk about it and people are not aware of it but you definitely have that trait where if you believe in something you do not comply you do not compromise and interesting well the other question i have for you is you know everyone always has a set signature or you know they the two letters they use and a you know swift stroke i never really created a signature for myself i always What write my mean? name so i don't really have you know everyone has a flair where they have one of their first letter of their name and they have like a quick that's always exactly the same my signature is never always exactly the same i really struggle to replicate it and i tend to just write my whole name but i don't have a style to it and i always wonder i just was never one of those kids who sat and practiced my signature for future signing of checks and i I find that that's something that everyone is always surprised to hear but I wonder why that is. So I saw you signing or rather autographing somebody's book and I saw that signature as we don't have it on the sample so I thought okay probably let me look at her autograph it would be available and I thought that's just an autograph so as you're saying it's yeah. your name I can really talk yeah. a lot based on that. Now um when you write your complete name instead of using uh, those uh, creative and Yeah. mutilated strokes in your signature i think it's a very good idea because those signatures is about talking about taking space being yourself and not compromising now in indian culture women are not appreciated for taking their space we are always told that oh why don't you adjust so you're supposed to take a back seat now i right. don't think your family told you to do that and thereby your signature naturally didn't have that adjustment in your signature 
Right. Having said that, uh, the way you sign, the way you write, and as you're saying, you cannot replicate. That's because of your constant need to move forward. If given the choice, Malini, you would run this business uh, at least three times faster than you're doing right now. And I wouldn't say this is about impatience; it's about the need to move faster than the, in whatever you're doing. You feel right. if I can figure an efficient system to create the same thing, I'll do it. If uh, you can cook more efficiently, you'll do it. So anything that you pick up, and if you can do it more efficiently, if you're present, you'll figure a different way of going around it. Also, you are you are really, really, really independent. It's unbelievable the amount of independence that you bring to the conversation, also to a relationship. So I feel you are not dependent. You know, sometimes people are dependent, but they show that they're independent. That's not your reality. So. Interesting. Um, so does it does it reflect in terms of? So I have a very short temper. I don't know if that comes across. I have a short fuse, but I get over it pretty quickly. Uh, what would you say from my handwriting? Can you tell are like my key assets and like key shortcomings or things that I need to work on? So key assets is your self belief. Like like undoubtedly that's one of the most important things that that would go a long way for you and especially when as i said people disagree and all of that now uh, i'm going to connect one of the shortcomings right here is when you start doubting yourself nobody can uplift you no one like there is no formula there people just cannot do anything and you know you take your time you delve into your so called self doubt or questioning and then when you come out on the other side you're you're available but that journey is very tough for you and only few people are aware of it and i am i am you know kind of surprised that in spite of that journey you have gone this far because most of the time people tend to give in to that journey and all of us have these broken pieces nobody is without that but yours is self doubt and yours is self belief so there are these two extremes that you constantly right. flip through and uh, you know it's, it's, it can be slightly confusing for people who are close to you so that is one thing second thing is you are an amazing listener when you listen to people you put your heart into your ears and it's not now it has been your skill even as a child so you're curious and you listen so carefully that at times you catch lies you really see through people you know exactly what they're trying to manipulate or maneuver the conversation for but you don't talk about it you would not tell them you won't confront them which i also mentioned that you don't like to confront So you won't confront, but you take that information, you keep it. Next time, while working with them, while dealing with that situation, you make sure that you operate from that space, which I feel is uh, very interesting because people forget to listen; they don't know how to listen. And one thing that you have really, really mastered, besides speaking, is listening for sure. Uh, th- third thing I would say, which I feel uh, is your ability to process information when you look at things you're highly analytical that also makes you over analytical most of the time and then you cannot get out of things but like being able to see black from white even in the situations that you're really passionate about so you know how you get carried away and you may uh, lose your temper in the moment but when you get yourself back and you start looking at it the fundamental thinking process is logical dealing with people can be short tempered but they are not connected you're not an emotional person who would lose your temper 
you're a logical person but sometimes in in that moment of uh, you know conflict or disagreement the temper comes temper comes because of the need uh, that i spoke about wanting to go faster so you feel if people are slowing you down so i always feel like there is always a reason behind what we do and if we understand the reason we actually start changing the way we look at things so if you look at it okay i lose my temper but where it comes from for me i i want to go faster i want to move to the next level right now or yesterday and this is where the temper comes from interesting cool i can't really think of any other questions i don't know if there's anything else you want to tell me <laughs> i actually want to tell you one thing so uh, most of the time uh, people who are uh, left handed writers they start their some letters or some alphabets on the right side and move towards left and if that is happening to you it could be in the way you cut your letter t or it could be in the way you make some underlines so there are very minute strokes like that i would say it's it's very important that you reverse it because that is self criticism to another level altogether reverse it as always go left to right instead of right to left yes so any stroke uh, that goes from right to left like you know how left swipe similar to that is a like very very critical thing that happens okay. with people so just like if you can observe that Yeah. and if at all it's happening just reverse it that's like one thing i would definitely recommend second thing i feel um, you know in this whole process of giving solutions being the kind of person that you are uh, there is a space where the creative poetic side of you is not equally nurtured the way it used to be and the way you are you know like if you are if you take time to nurture that creative artistic side of you it would become a great recharge mechanism and i feel now now more than ever is required because last 3 months though this you're not stressed to with the idea of working from home it has been more challenging so your handwriting shows certain traits where last 3 months where you are either concerned about your team how things going to be but there is this part where when you are worked up your creative go to would be some artistic activity Right. it would be highly 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 calming for you please consider doing something like that that sounds great yeah i think i will for sure so valini i have a question so is sure. there any journey any any phase in your life where you went through something emotionally challenging you know how people are uh, struggling in this period of lockdown and post lockdown people do not know how to look sure. at their emotions and we keep talking about this on our platform that it is very important that we accept the broken parts or we celebrate the scars as battle scars so what is that for you has has it has there been a phase where you went through it and what exactly did you do to come out of it so i think for me it's a couple of different things i don't know if it was during this lockdown but i can tell you in general overall yes the fallacy and the belief about people who are in the public eye or creators is that we live this perfect fabulous life which is just not true because true. It, you know our instagram is a curation of our best moments you're not going to see an instagram post about me crying over something that went wrong well, unless i might be really emotional and put something up even that will probably be curated to some degree right and i feel that something that's really important for people to know is that even creators even including me wake up in the morning sometimes and feel 
oh, we didn't get as many likes as we'd like to. We didn't get as yeah. many followers as we like to. Absolutely. Because it's never enough. You might have 1 million, you want 2 million. You might have 2 million, you want 10 million. There'll always right. be someone else whose life seems better than yours for whatever right. reason. And I think that we all struggle with that. And I feel that when it comes to people who have success or you feel have a lot, you actually judge them and say, but you have everything. What do you have to feel that way about? And I think that puts a lot of pressure on people. So I think that's part of it. Um, I don't think there's any really specific instant, but I think I remember distinctly when my father passed away, I had to shoot a Swarovski campaign that same day and go and do that. It didn't really bother me that I had to do that, but it also felt so fake to be smiling in a picture that I have to post on Instagram while something so different is happening in my life, you know? And I have a very complicated relationship with him and I just missed him passing away because I was not on the flight in time. So there are all these things that happen behind and then you look at that picture and I look at that picture and I'm like, wow, that just reflects such a different experience than the emotions I was feeling on that day. So I think it's very important not to judge two things. Don't judge people's happy pictures and feel like they have the perfect life. And don't judge your own life by comparison to other people's perfect lives. Nobody's life is perfect. And yours can be perfectly imperfect in various different ways. And I think I always try to tell people this, you know, don't even look for that satisfaction from a friend or a husband or a boyfriend, because you have to nurture the relationship that you have with yourself. The longest love story you will have is with yourself. You know yourself. You know when you've lied, you know when you've been hurt, but we never spend time on that relationship. We spend so much time on external relationships. And I'm not saying this from a place of someone who has done this perfectly or has spent enough time on my relationship with myself, but I'm becoming increasingly aware of the importance of it. Uh, And I think that when you do that, because you are your greatest witness, right? We all, I always tell people this, I am the hero of my story and supporting cast in yours. Similarly, you're the hero of yours. And so you must nurture that experience because if you go around looking for it in other people, it's never going to be enough. Like we spend so much time worrying about what other people think of us. They're really not spending that much time thinking about us. That's so true. They're spending so much time worrying about what other people are thinking about them. So I would say that just take a pause. Don't take yourself too seriously. Don't compare yourself so much to other people. Compare yourself to your previous self. And your right. previous level of happiness. And that's the only comparison because you're in, you're in control of changing that. So I uh, also speak with a lot of people who are either influencers or creators. Now, uh, when, when it comes to creating or cre- creating a brand or creating themselves out there, what do you think with this authenticity and imperfectly perfect idea, what do you think people should keep in mind? I mean, honestly, there's no one formula fits all. I think the whole idea of influencers and creators is that it became a very democratic playing field, right? Whether it was TikTok or Instagram, suddenly anybody could be a star by putting out their content and they didn't have to jump through hoops to get there. And people love them for who they are and their personalities. So I think that they don't need to change too much. Um, if people are reacting to them and loving them for who they are. But they should be very cognizant of how stressed out, anxious, or unhappy they are doing what they do. Because if you're spending every day stressed out that my pictures are not perfect or someone else has a better life, which happens through creators a lot, then you're not doing the right thing. Because 
I always tell people this, you're only here for a certain amount of time, right? Zero to 80 years or maybe a hundred if you're lucky. You're not going to come or go with anything. You're not going to come and go with that fame. When you leave, you leave. You're not going to know it. Um, the experience is now. And the greatest thing, it's a line from Moulay Rouge I always use, but it's so true. The greatest thing you'll ever learn is just to love and be loved in return. And it's not necessarily romantic love, right? It could be oh. friendship or work or you love what you do or you love the things that you experience. And I think that we really forget that when we're trying to run this race. And if there's one thing this lockdown has taught me, like you said, I'm always trying to move forward and race to the next thing. But suddenly the world has hit pause. It's like we're all running this marathon. So we can't stop because of the hustle. But now everybody had to stop at the same time. So we've been able to take a breath. And because there's so much uncertainty about the future, there is nothing to be like, okay, I'll be happy when X happens. Now I have to be happy now. And it's actually a great silver lining to be like, think about as an influencer, when you create content, are you enjoying the process? What are you getting out of it today? Because money is one thing that you put in the bank. But no matter how much money you have in the bank, it's never going to buy you that happiness. Just like a million followers or likes is never going to buy you true happiness. It's going to be real connection. It's going to be really having made an impact on someone. And I see that. I admire creators like Kusha Kapila, Bhuvan Bham so much because the impact they have on people is humor. They use comedy. They use entertainment. But in between that, they are so real and authentic about their feelings. So they'll say, I didn't feel like doing this today, or I feel like you need to recognize this. And a great sign of, is creators who acknowledge each other. And I've seen them do that. And I have great admiration for that. You, you speak a lot about collaboration and taking people together and growing together. So uh, what are your new plans? Like, what is the next thing coming up? Are you writing a, a book now? Like, what, what's happening now? So a couple of things. Yeah, I'm writing my second book, which is all about positivity and kindness on the internet. Um, I'm also working on building out an app called Malini's Girl Tribe. It's a community, which is a group on Facebook, which I encourage you all to join. Um, and it has uh, 45,000 women in it. And we talk about everything. And it's a great space for support, empathy, and kindness. And an example of how social media should really be, which is wow. really supportive and open-minded and open-hearted. And it's not lonely. Um, People, you know, function with a level of kindness and empathy where normally on social media, you're very attacking or defensive. So we've right. sort of learned to unlearn social media behavior in this group, which I'm really excited about. Um, and and thereby actually, actually learn the social behavior. Actually improve social behavior. And, and right. the big rule is, and that's what the book is about, is why don't we behave online the way we do in real life? With empathy, kindness, basic social skills, politeness. We thought that's what would happen, but some reason we don't behave that way. Suddenly you come online and you drop all, you know, social, civic, okay. personality skills. I don't know. And just, I don't know why that happened, but we need to fix that. And an extension of that is a campaign we've begun called Ignore No More Online, which is a campaign against sexual harassment and abuse and bullying, because we've become so used to letting people comment, saying the worst things, sending us creepy DMs, sending us dick pics. Right. And we should stop. And so we have a campaign. And we're now working with No Rape India, the Lawyers Club of India. Wow. Uh, I'm doing an, a live tomorrow with uh, the chairperson of the Women's Commission of, you know, Delhi. And we're wow. going to try to put together something that actually enables proper change. Because a lot of people don't know it's against the law. You can put someone away in jail for sending you creepy messages, for stalking you, for writing wow. abusive words. They can go to jail for this. A lot of people don't know this. 
they don't report it. I didn't know this. I a thought this is like something you can like, inform no. people, complain no, about. I didn't can, know. Oh, you can. You can report them. You can file an FIR. You can go to the cybercrime government website. And there wow. is a process in place that people are not using. Yes, it needs to be more efficient. But I've had so many cases now. We've worked with a ethical hacker called Shubham Cybercrime and gotten people who've sent abusive messages to send apologies, to verbally apologize. Wow. That's amazing. Story. I will never do this again. I'm sorry. Some of them are 16-year-old kids whose parents had to be informed, who said, you know, I really, and they didn't file an FIR because we're not looking to ruin lives. We're saying mm-hmm. stop this behavior, just like we have. You wouldn't let someone come up and be abusive to you on the street. Even if they're right. not touching you, you wouldn't let them come and swear at you or show you drop their pants. Same right. thing applies online. So I'm very proud of this campaign, and we're really going to try to take it as far as required to clean up the internet. So it's actually you're from being an influencer. Now you're actually creating the impact the way you probably always wanted to do or it's something that happened? I think it's a process of learning. Like you said, you know, I probably didn't know this when I began, but as I spent more time online, I realized these were issues. And this sort of came to a head in the last three months when everyone's doing lives. And I'm sure you've seen it. The comments that show up during your Instagram live are horrible most of the time. Uh, so so, So I was like, we have to stop this. You know, we have to stop ignoring it. We've always been told, ignore it. They'll go away. They're looking for attention. Yeah. But now it's gotten worse and people are actually posting these messages from their real accounts. There's no fear of accountability. There's no That's fear. True. And I think that it's really important that if we're going to raise the next generation virtually where we spend so much of our time online, this is our new reality. We don't want to make the mm-hmm. same mistakes we made in real life by ignoring so it, by telling the girls to just turn the other cheek. I don't think we should yeah. do that. So- Thank you. Thank you so much for this. I'm getting goosebumps even <laughs> hearing this. is so wonderful. And, so and, you know, like, I feel when people who are influencers, people who are out there, actually come out and talk about real issues and talk about where it hurts them for sure and, like, genuinely, that vulnerability is so powerful and it changes everything for everybody. So thank you so much for doing this. Thank you so Last much. question from, from my side. What are those three go-to mantras for you when you are dealing with something that is challenging for you? Three mantras. I guess mine has always been, uh, one, don't take yourself too seriously because you step back <laughs> and realize that it's not, just, it's not, you know, a lot of the things you're doing, like think about it, right? We're creating all this content for each other, but there's so many bigger issues in the world, right? So our job is to create joy and spark joy, right? So I would say don't take yourself too seriously. Think about what you're doing. Spark joy. I have a friend called Thomas Dawes, who's a creative director of Godridge. And he always says, unless you're having fun, it's not worth doing. And I think that's, that's so great, wonderful. Oh, great. That's myself. great. Because it's a great check for yourself. You're not enjoying it. You're not having fun. Whether it's a business meeting or anything, it should be something you enjoy. Whether it's a beach cleanup for that matter, it should be something right. that you're happy to do. And I guess the final one is, always function with empathy and kindness because empathy and kindness go a long way in understanding why somebody else is behaving the way they're behaving, why you are responding to something the way you're responding to it. And no bad ever came of empathy and kindness. If you ever show someone kindness or you show them empathy, they automatically respond to it positively. So that's it. Thank you so much for this conversation. Thank you so much for taking our time. I liked what Malini said. The longest love story is the one you have with yourself. I'm going to remember this sentence for a long time. You know, most people give in to their self-doubts. They wonder 
what other people are thinking of them and then they start buying into the idea of not being good enough let's talk about this really deep rooted idea of self and how self doubt completely covers it on our friday episode thank you so much for joining me on this episode of absolutely right i'm keen to know what were your takeaways from this conversation with malini what small action will you be taking today that will improve something in your life do share your experience and send your questions to me on my instagram handle at aditi surana you know this week 16 people joined me on this adventure of learning graphology in the very first online graphology batch called right here right now now some of them were the absolutely right listeners i was so happy to meet them in that online class and i suddenly realized we have completed 40 episodes which means we will complete it next week and we have come so far i was wondering how can i get to know you better you know i thought how about having episode number 39 as our conversation you send me your writing and your questions and i will answer them on the show all you have to do is create a handwriting sample voice record your question and send it to me on my website aditisurana.com/podcast we have created a submission form for you to fill in the details and just attach all these documents okay now come join me on the show it would be absolutely great to have you as my guest so before i conclude if you like this podcast then don't forget to check out other interesting podcast on ivm network You can listen to us on the IVM podcast app or ivmpodcast.com. You can also follow us on our social media. We are at IVM podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Let's connect on Friday. Till then, happy writing. Namaskar. This is Ashish Vidyarthi. Yes, my friend, these are challenging times, but in these challenging times we can create something extraordinary. to take time to listen to my podcast begin the journey available on the ivm podcast website app or wherever you listen to podcasts remember we have a great opportunity called life cheers how many times have you motivated yourself to improve your sleep or lose weight or be more productive how many times have you failed hi my name is ashtin doctor Tune into my show The Habit Coach podcast where we focus on creating small tiny habits to improve your life instead of those big impossible tasks. So make listening to me a habit every Monday, Wednesday and Friday on the IVM podcast app or ivmpodcast.com or on your favorite podcasting app.